back to another exciting hour of Infinite Love Talk Radio. We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, that is, and we welcome you to join us anytime throughout the show. You can call or jump in the conversation by dialing 347-215-8305, or you know what, you can go to the chat room as well. Most definitely. Today we are discussing life-changing experiences and how to make all into positive lessons and a draw from them and learn from them. A life-changing moment can range from getting married to having surgery and so on. So we're going to start off with when you get married, when the big I do's come. You know, that's a very, very big life-changing experience. Right, baby? Yeah, I, I would say that it is. And it's for not mm-hmm. only the males, or the it's for both sides of the life-changing experience. For one, you are no longer a single person. <laughs> you are living with someone. You have a partner now, somebody that you that's can right. depend on, that you can go to. So, from that standpoint, it is very, very big life-changing experience. And also, you have to learn how to adjust with your finances, with paying the bills, with running mm-hmm. errands, cleaning up, with doing all the different types of stuff around the house. This is a life-changing experience that can just really, really be tough sometimes. Or if you communicate and work together, it can be something that can be easy and it can be beautiful at the same time. Oh, most definitely. And like my husband said, when you have to merge everything together, you know, you're single your whole life and then all of a sudden you are partners with someone. I know living with people is one thing, but once you make that step into holy matrimony, if you really respect and love your vows and understand what that means, that you've chosen this partner in life for the rest of your life. And, you know, with, you know, God willing, it will work out and you'll be together for the rest of your lives. But by the way, it's definitely a life-changing experience. And some people say, oh, I think I might have made a mistake. What am I doing? Those sort of things. That's what we're talking about today on the show is how to draw from them and learn from them. Once you get married, even if you're struggling, you know, the um, thing that me and Doug always talk about is you, you, it doesn't matter if you fall off track. Get right back up and get right back on track. Respect yourself. Respect your mate. Respect your marriage and the vows that you made before each other, the witnesses and God. And you'll be fine. I mean, there is, it's not going to be perfect. Nothing is perfect. So that's what we're, we're doing is we want to reinforce how you can, you can draw from it. And like with marriage, for example, that's a huge step. That's teaching you how to be a teammate, team member, uh, have a partnership and those sort of things. So that's kind of, um, you know, our spiel on how to make a life-changing experience like getting married work in your favor. Next we have, honey. Well, having surgery, and this goes, this can be so many different things. Oh, yeah. You can go from, you know, just having your appendix out to your tonsils out to Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, plastic surgery, so many different things. Surgery can change the way you look. It can help you out. It can change the way that you feel. Uh, You could also have, you know, be an athlete like myself and have an injury that really, really affects and impacts the way that you live your life. You might not be able to do that thing that you used to do. Now you might not be able to do it, so it could change your life. And a lot of the times when you run into these life-changing experiences, one of the authors that my wife and I talk about a lot on here is Deepak Chopra, and he says when you look in the ashes, look well. And those are the ashes of disaster because a lot of people don't take the time to look because there's always a nugget of something really positive for you. So instead of looking at a a life-changing experience and and looking at it and saying, oh my God, I can't take this, I can't handle it, maybe you look at it from a different perspective and saying, what is life trying to tell me at this particular time? And when you look at something like having surgery or something like that, Mm. all of a sudden maybe it's, it's saying, Maybe you need to live a a healthier lifestyle, so now you change up your diet or something different like that. For instance, if if a guy has a a heart attack and he's only, you know, 35, 37 years old, um, 
that that happens all the time, but that might be telling you, hey, you know what, maybe not so many burgers, maybe not so much greasy food, maybe more vegetables and different things. So it's just all according to how you're going to look at the situation. Oh, most definitely. Then we got breaking up, you guys. And this one I know is going to hit home. This one's going to touch everybody because you've all went through it, you know, especially if you're at least 18 years old. You have your first girlfriend, first boyfriend, so on and so forth, and then that time comes when you got to go your separate way. Well, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You can law, you can learn from that. You can draw from that. You can um, teach yourself positive lessons about it by saying, I had the experience. I got to know this person. I got to see what that relationship is. Or I know next time what I don't want. So there's so many different ways that um, you can get something good out of it. I know when everybody breaks up, you know, you feel like your heart is broken. Oh, my God. I'm never finding the right person, and nothing seems to be um, good at that time. But if you if you look for the good in it, and the good in it is you're still living, you're still breathing, you're still a healthy person, you're still able to live your life and move on and, and try other situations and meet other people. And the, the other best thing about it is it's, it's always good to stay friends, you know. Try to be friends. You don't have to hang out. You don't have to communicate and talk on the phone. But leaving on good terms is a lot better than leaving on bad terms. So that way you're just not going around building enemies. Yeah, that's right, baby. And in, in a situation like breaking up, you, you will also learn so much about yourself because everything obviously happens for mm-hmm. a reason. Now, also moving, baby. I know you wanted to speak on that one. Uh, moving, you guys, is always a huge thing. I mean, I know being a woman, we have our things set up, okay? We have our things set up in the bathroom. We have our things set up in the closet. You just you get comfortable in your nest. As women, we are naturally nurturing. We are naturally um, good nesters, and we make our home our nest, and we want our babies to be comfortable, and your baby could be your husband or your boyfriend or whatever, your girlfriend, whatever, but we want our family to be in a comfortable environment, and when you got up and move, that's a big life-changing experience. And I look at it, I always find the good in it this way. It's a new adventure. It's a new, you know, place you're going to be living, new opportunities and everything. And I try to go in with a clear mind, with an open heart and an open mind, and with the mindset of I'm going to make it the best that I can possibly make it. You may not be moving to a bigger home or a better home or a better neighborhood or a safer neighborhood or a fancier neighborhood or whatever it may be. You may, you may be taking a step down or backwards, but it's not a bad thing because you can always rebound and go forward two steps. There's different ways to look at every situation, and moving is a huge life-changing experience. But look at the good in it and realize that it's a new adventure. That's what life's all about. Make sure your surroundings is as safe as you can make it. Find out where the police station is. Find out where the fire department is. Find out where the hospitals are. Hopefully you have those in a quick vicinity, and you should be pretty much all good. And support, and this is something that's a little off topic, but I want to make sure you guys understand me and feel me on this. Support your local public service people, police officers, fire and rescue, um, hospitals, doctors. They are the ones that saving and protecting our lives. So I just wanted to make sure that I said that and got that out because I'm adamant about that. And I just want to start a crusade or something, but we'll, we'll talk about that on another show. And I know my husband will be down with me and side by side. We're going to change things. We're going to bring attention and awareness to all of these different services and our military that people are just not paying attention to. Next, we got having a child. Now, men, I know you guys, haven't, you don't have babies, so you wouldn't understand that. But then again, you do become fathers, right, babe? That is totally correct. From the <laughs> first time that you touch your child and have them in your hand, I will tell you it's That's a right. definite, definite life-changing experience. From And even in, in your household, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there has to be a lot more quiet. You're going to feel a lot more uh, uh, a necessity for protection because you want to make sure that your That's child right. is well. Uh, you, you're getting up in the middle of the night and you're checking and you're looking at them and make sure is everything okay. But having a child in so many different uh, ways can change your life because all of a sudden you see yourself so much in that child. So you want them, you want to do better, you want to show them better, different things. So all of a sudden you find that you don't want to be hypocritical. So when you're speaking to Mm -hmm. your child and then children are very honest, so they will point it out to you right off the bat. So you have to try (laughs) to make sure that you're saying and walking and doing the things that you're saying and doing. So it can be a very, very big life-changing experience having a child. 
and my husband is the perfect person to speak about it. And another thing that it changes is you are a nurturer, you're a caregiver now, you're an educator, woman or man, you are the person that is going to take care and teach that baby and teach you love your child and bring them up in the best possible way that you can. And um, like we've talked about so many times before, my husband homeschools our, our kids, and it's just a wonderful thing for me as a wife and a mother to see that and know that I don't have to worry about my child's education because I know he's getting a top-notch education. I know that he's learning and he's, you know, being able to learn from his dad and the bond that they share is it's just it's a beautiful thing to watch and witness, and I'm so thankful for that. I didn't get that with my dad. You know, although I loved him with all my heart, I didn't get to have that kind of quality time with him that our kids get with their father. And so, women, listen, I know having children out there, you're probably thinking, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. I'm all alone, or I got a deadbeat boyfriend. And when I say deadbeat, I just mean someone that's really not willing to step up to the plate and stand by your side. They don't have to take care of you financially or anything like that, but helping you with responsibility, especially if it's their child. Now, I'm not speaking about stepfathers and stepmothers. I never get into that because I don't know the situation, and I've heard some horror stories about that whole thing. So I've always, you know, been very adamant to stay away from that. But I would encourage, if you are going to be a step-parent, that you're the best step-parent you can be and love that child as just as though they were your own because that's the fair way to do it. Don't have sick thoughts. Don't try to act in any kind of way. It's wrong. God don't like it, and you definitely are doing things against the law, and you'll pay for it. And secondly, um, you know, just know that it is it is okay and the good thing that you can find from raising a child or having a child um, and this is what we're talking about on the show today is learning from it and drawing from your mistakes or from life lessons is I'm a parent now and I'm going to learn with my daughter or my son every day, each and every day, or my children because some people are lucky enough to have twins and that the good thing is I have somebody I brought a life into this world and there's so many people out there that can't and I was able to do it so now I'm going to teach it and I'm going to love it the best that I possibly can and then moving right along we have you know you could receive some serious health news everybody goes through this go to the doctor you're not sure what's wrong you've had a nose run or you've had a stomach ache or whatever it is and you're thinking oh my god what is the doctor going to come in here and say I'm here at the doctor I don't know what to think and what to do and then they come in and they say yeah you know you have this problem or that problem or you need surgery you can look at that in the good, too. And how can they do that, babe? Well, there are so many different ways, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. babe, that you can look at it because all that's of a sudden right. it can change your lifestyle and you living in a healthy lifestyle, whether that's that right. be eating, whether that be from exercise or whatever it is, or maybe it's just the fact that now you're alerted to the fact that, you know what, if once a year I need to go to the doctor and get a yearly to mm-hmm. make sure that uh, everything is working properly, I'm getting my right vitamins and different things and stay on top and be uh, more progr- um, aggressive towards it so that you, you aren't waiting to be reactive. You're being proactive towards it, and that is something that's very, very big. Some cancer patients have even been known to go into remission by watching comedy movies, so laughter in your life something that you can <laughs> definitely add in. A lot of laughter can be good because uh, a smile, it, it takes less muscles than a frown does. It takes a lot more muscles to a frown than a smile. So check it out, you guys. Life-changing experience, that's what we're talking about today, and of course, Lessons, lessons denote learning, and all of this is learning. So instead of looking at it as negative, look at it as something that's positive in your life. Most definitely. And you know what? Losing a loved one, that is a huge life-changing experience. I lost my sister. I lost my father. I lost my brother. I lost my mother-in-law. I lost my, um, you know, grandpa-in-law, um, topper, just so many different people that you grow to love and you, you just, you miss their smile. I miss their funny jokes and their their conversations and their talks and them saying, you know, baby girl, this and this and this to, you know, just really having someone there that you feel comfortable with. You know, anytime I had any issues or problems, I could go to my sister and, you know, she was the one that I wanted with me through anything and everything. She, you know, and everyone has that kind of person in their life and to lose a loved one is huge. But the good that I take from it is I still have so many people here that I can, you know, give the love to that I was given to them and I can still love them even though they're not here in, you know, in the physical, they're here in spirit. And I know, and I talk to all of them all the time and I pray for all of them to be resting in peace and telling them that someday I'll see them again. And it's just, when you really look at it, it's mind boggling to realize that 
oh, my God, I got to share this amount of time with this person. Had I only known, I would have done this and this and this. But, you know, it's funny because I don't look back and I don't regret anything. I got to tell all of them I loved them many, many, many times. You know what I mean? So that's the good thing. Some people don't get that chance. So while we're talking about life-changing experiences and how to draw from them and learn from them, you guys, remember that. Tell people that you care about how you feel because you never know and life is unpredictable and try to live it to the fullest. And lastly, you know, here's another one. And we'll wrap up the segment because we could talk about it all day long. And that's like losing your job. Oh, my goodness. I have so many people that write me and email me and say, you know, Jack, you guys are so positive. You and Doug always have such great advice. Can you please tell me what should I do? I've lost my job. I'm in a $1,500 a month, two-bedroom apartment. I have a certain standard of living that I am used to and accustomed to. I can't go move back in with my parents. I got a car note that's $800. So there you go at $2,300 right there on just those two bills. And then let's talk about the fact that they got cable, they got satellite, they got lights you know, alarm systems, uh, all kinds of different stuff, you know, gas in their car, food in their refrigerator. You know, you're out, you know, $4,000 in expenses alone. And what I tell them is I don't really like to tell people how to live their life, but I can tell you this. It's always better to and move on. It's always better to just say, you know what, I'm just going to go right on ahead and I'm just going to move. I'm going to go ahead back home to my parents or I'm going to get me a roommate, reassess your life, sit down, write your goals out, write your budget out, and think about what it is exactly that you need and want to do and put it into action and you'll feel so much better. You can always get that $1,500 apartment again later on in life. That is totally correct, baby, from bills to changing of a venue. But what it is is adjusting your expenses, and that's a lot of the time when you lose your job, you just have to figure out how to adjust and how to be able to live and survive until that next wave of good fortune comes your way. That's right, and you heard what my husband said, and it will come your way, but you got to believe in it. you got to believe in yourself. And remember, you guys, you know, your life is short, and these are just a few of them that we're talking about. Remember, it's truly your life, and you need to make yours the best you possibly can at all times. I see the call lines lighting up. Jump in the conversation if you want to. You know what? we got a couple of people that call every week, and they just kind of want to just sit back and chill and listen. I see you. I'm recognizing all the area codes. Thank you for calling the rest of you that's listening out there on your computer and just got your feet kicked up. Relax. we got a lot more to bring to you. We should be welcoming a special guest. At least that's the plan. It may happen. It may not. you just got to stay tuned to find out, and we're going to jump right on down into the next segment. Yes, and that would be the news, hot topics. Whoa. And when I say hot, I mean sizzling hot. And starting it off, U.S. President Barack Obama wins. Mm. Yes, what he wins, I think everybody knows that's right, the <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, right. all praise be to him. Yeah. We are thrilled beyond words for our great president have been selected to receive the Honorable Nobel Peace Prize, being only the fourth president ever to receive it. So we just want to say congrats to Barack Obama, setting so many trends, doing so many things. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Congrats. Congrats. Okay. Next, we got something very special for all you guys. And, oh, my God, I'm a little bit excited. So just, you know, feel me on this one. Douglas Jr., who is our our beautiful eight-year-old son, he releases his second book on October 15th, and it's titled Dougie Goes to School, and we are happy to announce this to you guys. It's going to be available. It's also, let me tell you what it is. It's in his Dougie's Life Lessons book series. And we want to have you guys know that it is crazy fun, it's lovely, and you will you will be able to really educate and comfort your children, so make sure you pick it up. It's available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and all retail bookstores, as well as available in all public and private libraries worldwide. Next, you guys, check it out. I had to pause off of that one. Molly Cyrus has quit Twitter. Oh, my God. And then she rapped about it. <laughs> she rapped. She says she's done trying to please. Teen star Miley Cyrus used a rap video on Friday to tell a curious world about why she had abruptly deleted her popular Twitter account, okay? It was very popular, of course. And I'm done trying to please people. I ain't living for tabloids, is her speaking. Um, I am living for me, the 16-year-old Disney Channel actress and singer saying in a goodbye Twitter rap posted on YouTube, Cyrus, a busy tweeter with a following of more than one million people, made headlines on Thursday by suddenly putting a stop to her habit. Fans around the world quickly launched an online campaign, which I think might have been the underlying reason she did this, but 
on Twitter to try to get her back. In one of her last Twitter posts, Cyrus said her current boyfriend, actor Liam Hensworth, did not have a Twitter account, and he wants her to delete hers as well, for good reason. But in Friday's YouTube rap video, the Hannah Montana actress denied that her friend was the cause and said she was fed up with the rumors and um, so on. I won't continue to uh, tell you the rest of that. You can go online and Google Molly Cyrus, and I'm sure it's all over the place. But, you know, good luck to you, Miley, if you decide to go back to Twitter. I'm sure a lot of kids around the world will enjoy that. That is correct. And speaking of kids, unfortunately, 16 have died from the swine flu in one week. Health officials said Friday that 76 children have died of the swine flu in the United States, including 16 new reports in the past week. More evidence of the new virus is unusually dangerous for kids. The regular flu kills between, say, 46 to about 88 children per year. Now, that's uh, according to the C. But uh, they have um, new clinical trials of a new vaccine that are going on, and they're saying that there are no serious side effects, which is fantastic. But you really, really have to make sure that you click into the CDC, go check them out online, look at what's going on. At the same time, make sure that you're washing your hands, keeping your hands out of your face. Try to make sure that you're being as clean as possible because we're going into that season, y'all, that flu season. And from what they're saying, the second strand of the swine flu is a killer. It's deadly, and you have to have to be careful. Most definitely, you guys. And they also said um, that on flights, people are getting sicker, and it's very prominent um, in group in places where there's groups of people. A uh, hand-to-hand contact is spreading it. Um, it's a lot. They said that the CDC doesn't exact count of all swine flu deaths and hospitalizations, but the existing reports do say that more than 600 people have died since this came out within the last year and 9,000 hospitalizations. They also said when you go in for your flu shot, it's good to get the other shot for swine flu at the same time, but the nasal spray that they give you for the swine flu, that's the vaccination, it's It contains a weakened version of the live virus, and the government doesn't have any data on how a person's immune system would react to the exposure of both of those flus at the same time. And to be honest with you, my husband's always told me he doesn't get flu shots because of that reason. He doesn't want them to give him something that is already, you know, hurting people and harming people. He would rather take his chances and just eat healthy, be healthy, and if he gets the flu, fight it that way. Because I kind of agree with you, honey. When you get something shot into you that's already a virus, you're taking a huge risk. And they said the swine flu that they're shooting in, the, or they're actually squirting it in your nose, is a live version of it, but it's weakened. Some people are actually having a bad reaction to it and getting sick then. Yeah, so, I mean, if they are giving you the flu with a flu shot, with a swine flu nasal spray, whatever it is, in my opinion, if you're getting it, if you have any type of weak immune system, or maybe that just particular strand doesn't, click like it's supposed to with you and all of a sudden you get sick now you're fighting it whether if you're trying to stay clean living right eating healthy doing those things you probably got a better chance of not getting it keeping warm keep your neck wrapped and just you know make sure that you're taking care of yourself because those stats that my wife said those are incredible statistics you guys and it's only getting worse every year Oh, my God, you're making me feel dizzy and weak and sick, right? Man, I'm just talking about it. Oh, my God. Okay, you guys, check this out. You know what time it is, right? Last week, I had to do it. Now it's my husband's turn. We're about to jump right into that 60 seconds with DC, and let's see if he can do it because he's about to hit you guys with it right now. Well, you know it. You know it. 60 seconds with DC starts in five, four. Well, we're going to start it off right now. That's right. And music, music, music. Everyone loves music. Don't you love it? The beats, the lyrics, and melodies sweep you away. Some like it hard. Rock and roll, ZZ Top, Aerosmith. Others enjoy the smooth jazz sounds of John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Joe Sample, Kenny G, and the likes. If you like to move your body up and down? Yeah, man, reggae, Capleton, Midnight, Peter Tosh, and we cool. cannot forget the master, Bob Marley. Pop music has exploded again onto the scene since the 1980s. Duran Duran, Boy George, and the leader, the icon, Michael Jackson. With a mix of everything hip-hop deserves an ear, KRS-One, Most Def, Biggie, Pop, Public Enemy, Salt and Pepper Tribe, De La Soul, the list goes on. Whatever you like from country to gospel, there's something for you in every genre. So dibble and dabble in the world of music. And that's 60 Seconds with DC. 
And that was hot like fire. I loved it, and you made it. As soon as it said yeah. 524, was, you, you ended it. That was hot, you guys. And, you know, every week we're going to, you know, tantalize your minds with 60 seconds with either myself or my husband, or we might even have guests do it. But like I said, the call line is lit up. I see everybody just kind of sitting back, chilling and listening. That's really cool. It's um, We're actually in Southern Cali time right now, and the sun is beaming. I'm not enjoying that part of it, you guys. You know, I, I kind of left our beautiful weather thinking that it was going to kind of be the same, and it's really hot. It's like, this is, what is this, October? Shouldn't it be cold right now? Global warming, no. <laughs> it's, you know, you're, you're Southern California. That's what you want. You want a little sunshine touching you. I believe that's vitamin K that you get from the sun. So get out there, get yourself a little bit of vitamins that you don't feed yourself and uh, enjoy yourself. Also, uh, of course, in the rain, we love the rain. We love, and, and I don't think it's probably raining in Seattle right now. I'm gonna have to check it out. But we're gonna enjoy this beautiful sun while we have it. That's most definitely. And guess what, you guys? With no further ado, we're gonna welcome the special guest that we told you about earlier. Her name is Molly. She has produced numerous commercials, the television pilot Wrigleyville, and multiple short films, including her award-winning short The Burger. Currently in the festival circuit and an AFI directing workshop for women's short film, The Death of Toys. That's what it's titled. Her production company, 518 Productions, is currently in development on a television pilot and feature film. And we're going to welcome her to the show right now. I'll give you guys some more of her stats once we make sure she's on the line. Are you with us, Molly? I am. It's good to (laughs) meet you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to have you. I'm Jackie, and that's my husband, Doug. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's jump right in. We got so many questions for you. Oh, my God. You got acting credits that include General Hospital. Oh, my God. You got TV uh, projects. We all fall down. She starred in Albert. I can't pronounce his name, honey. Alvarez. Alvarez There it is. See, that's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> let's talk about all of that. Um, let's go. Okay. Well, okay, well, right off the bat, Molly, obviously everybody wants to know because I grew up in a soap opera family. My wife grew up in a soap <laughs> opera family. Everybody wants to know what is it like being on the general hospital? You know, it was incredible. That uh, soap opera moves so quickly because, you know, they're on a TV every single day. They need to shoot an episode every single day. So it, it, they know their stuff. All those actors, the director, everybody is on their game. And it's a family. They've all been there for years and years working together, and they welcome new people in. I had the time of my life. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so exciting. You when you watch it, you're like, I wonder what it's like. You know, what do they do? And to hear this to let you know that that's why it runs so good and it keeps people tantalized. My mom is an avid, avid, avid Young and the Restless watcher. We hate oh, it, yeah. people, it, everything. <laughs> she thinks Victor's her friend. You used to like that too much. Yeah, I used to watch that growing up. Yeah, it's it's great. You you do you you kind of feel like these people know you like you know them. You know, you're watching them every day. <laughs> Yeah, it's different than the tabloids because all of a sudden, like you said, it's moving so fast, and one week Victor is fine, and the next week he's on the cusp of death. And everyone's going, oh, my God. And then, of course, they cut it off on Friday and make everybody hang and wait until Monday, and everybody's mad. Oh, yeah. Cliffhangers in there. Bring your audience back in, right? That's, That's right. Good. That's right. Gosh, she got so much going on. Molly, let's talk about your 518 productions, and you're currently in development on the television pilot and feature film. Can you share with us what's, what's going on with those? Sure. Uh, well, 518 uh, is a production company that my husband and I started up about a year ago. And uh, 518 is actually uh, numerology and uh, Judaism. Five is change, and 18 is life. So it's life-changing. Wow. Um, okay. and so that's kind of what our, our goal is. We're seeking out projects that really impact people and make people think differently about, about things and, you know, change their lives, hopefully. Um, so we're in development on um, a couple of films right now and looking for more material for the feature. Um, and and starting to write some things as well. So we've got some some things happening. Um, right now I'm actually working on a documentary, which mm-hmm. is called Defining Beauty. 
And that is about a, uh, we follow five women on their journey towards the getting the crown in the Miss Wheelchair America pageant. Okay. Wow. So, that's yeah. Cool. It's, it's a really inspirational film. It's, um, it's a pageant that almost no one knows about. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I had never heard of it before I got involved with the project. And, oh, my God. Um, and these women, we, the goal of the film really is to explore these people as people first and foremost. And, mm-hmm. by the way, they're disabled. So it kind of takes you, you know, a lot of times you might meet someone who's disabled or in a wheelchair, and that's what you focus on. And you think, oh, that's that right. person must be so different from me. Whereas we're saying, no, they're just like you. They go through the ups and downs, the struggles. They have dreams. They're doing it. And they just it just looks a little different because they are disabled. That is beautiful, Molly. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills. Let me tell you. It's funny <laughs> because we're doing our show today is about life-changing experiences. Uh-huh. And for you to say that's what your production company is, it's amazing. Me and my husband both looked at each other like, that's what 518 means. I mean, it's so deep. The fact that you guys are doing this film, you know, with the disabled women and the fact you're, you're, you're going to show women about beauty in general and to include them is phenomenal. Um, we have Infinite Love Productions, and our production company is of the same similar value. And I was looking at my husband, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're out here in Southern California. If you're, I don't know if you're out here, but if you are, we've got to meet before we head back oh, to Washington. Oh, absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles as well. Okay, awesome. We're going to meet then. So after the show, I'm going to be contacting your publicist, and we will get a meeting set because this is phenomenal. We want to get involved however we can with what you're doing because it's just, I mean, when we when we were excited to get you on the show, but when we were hearing about some of the stuff, I said, you know, it's going to be really interesting to let her explain it. We would like to learn with our audience, and this is amazing. Well, that that's fantastic. Correct. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it as well. Yes. You know, your award-winning short film, we all fall down. Tell tell the audience about that and then what that was all about. Sure. Uh, so that was actually a period piece set in the time of the plague in London. Uh, and <laughs> it followed. Oh my God. I, I know it was. It was really very. I love period pieces to watch them and to mm-hmm. be a part of them. It's just you learn this whole this whole time period and you know what it's like to be living in that it's it's amazing and uh the story itself is about a family who is caught during the plague and and the parents say you know what we need to leave we have to get out of london so that we don't get the plague and they end up leaving their servant which is the character i played behind and the little one of the young daughters feels badly and you know they've become good friends so she wants to go back and and get the servant and it turns out that she goes back for the servant and the two of them are safe while the plague actually catches up with the family so oh my god yeah it's got a, an interesting twist on morality and and uh it was uh done by a couple of brothers the duffer brothers who are just fantastic filmmakers they've done a series of really good films you know that really pull on heartstrings and make you think and that's the kind of stuff i love to be involved with Oh, my God, you've got some great things. See, these are all, and you don't see a lot of that, Molly, on TV, and I'm sure you know about the whole industry with film and television, and this is this is what America needs. This is what we need to see on TV, period. Yeah, I, agree. I totally agree. The stuff that, that touches on your emotions and, exactly. and, and, like you said, pulls on strings that gets you to thinking, and then, obviously, once that's you get right. to thinking, that causes action, and that's a lot of what we need, not so much talking, a little bit more action. Most Absolutely. definitely. And, wow. Can you tell us about your um, show, or your short film titled The Death of Boys? How is that going, and what's it like? Um, yeah, so that is a project that I did through um, a, a program through AFI. It's a directing workshop mm-hmm. for women program. And this program is really interesting because um, it recognizes that there are so few women in um, in the directing world. It's, I think the statistic is last year the top 100 films, only 13% of them were directed by women. So mm-hmm. it's really important to, you know, open this world up a little, and AFI recognizes that and has designed this program to support the career of female filmmakers. 
So I got involved as a producer on this project called The Death of Toys, and it's a story about it's – a, it's a really nice – it's a bittersweet story about a mother whose little boy, 10-year-old boy, decides he's too old for toys. He's done. And she's not ready to let that happen. She still wants to hold on to the toys in his childhood. <laughs> and, you know, it's really about, about her giving up and letting go. Uh, and it's it's a great film. We're uh, in post-production on that Beautiful. right now. Beautiful. You know, it's funny you say that because we're on a mad quest right now, Molly, <laughs> to find, uh, what is it, SmackDown Raw versus something, 2010 for our eight-year-old son. And we're trying oh to gosh. have the death of toys in our house. <laughs> so we're taking him to see this film. Whenever it comes out, you've got to let us know because he will be front row and center because he just – Toys teller, honey. Yeah, you know, kids enjoy their toys. He he loves wrestling, action figures, and you just that's a you know you watch the progression of a child as they go through from little kid toys, and then they keep on going. And man, so parents are going to really identify with yeah, yeah, most definitely. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I I think it's going to really touch a lot of people, um, especially parents. I'm not a parent, and I still, you know, it really touched me and got to me, and so I can understand anybody with a child would definitely relate to it. Oh, wow. You have so much going on. Where can our listeners go to find out more information about you and all the projects that you guys got going on at 518? Uh, well, gosh, <laughs> you can look me <laughs> up on IMDb. Uh, my website for um, 518 is still under construction, but that will be up very shortly, which is 518.com. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, 518productions.com. And, um, and you can just keep your eye out for <laughs> my film. <laughs> Most definitely. And yeah. everybody, you heard me say it live. We are going to be hooking up with Molly. She's got fantastic, fabulous, just, I mean, just tantalizing things going on. And 518.com will be up soon. You guys make sure you check in back with us because we're going to put it on our page as soon as we get the word that it's going. Go to IMDb. If you don't have IMDb Pro like we do, you can just go to the regular IMDb and put her in there, and you can look her up and, and email her or contact her representatives that way. And we want to thank you so much for coming on our show, and we could just talk to you all day. And, and oh, my gosh, it was it. wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, most definitely. Thank you. Thank um, you. Everybody, that was the lovely Molly, and we are going to be jumping right on down into our next segment. Like and I told her, we could talk all day. And you know what that is, everybody, when you hear the music. That is love and romance. And it is uh, that time of the show where we talk a little bit and share a little bit of love and romance. And we have something extra special. And last week, unfortunately, we skipped this part, but not today. That's right. We're get it for you right here and right now and that is right my lovely wife uh miss jackie will be dropping it for you in uh five four three two one okay you stopped the music so that must mean i gotta do it right now and i'm not ready yet i'm not ready i'm still tripping off all that good stuff molly got going on we're gonna meet up with her for sure she's fabulous you guys again that was a very very uh wonderful actress she was on general hospital and all kinds of other stuff just email me you know my space wherever um, or um, sales at JackieChristie.com, or you can go to DougChristie.com, all these different places. You guys know how to reach out to us, and we'll get you that information. I'm going to have to jump through my segment really quickly because I know you guys are hot in there being waiting on sports. And um, here we go. Um, this is a poem that I wanted to share with you guys, and um, it's by a lady. I'll tell you at the end of, of, of it who she is, but it's titled Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones might break her bones, but I swear his words condescend in tone toward the woman who loves him and all he owns, but not enough of herself to want to be alone. Her words don't matter, dismiss like class, never stand behind her, except to palm that <laughs> Won't stand beside her, see through like glass, reflection reflected as memories pass. Her spirit dejected, she blinked too fast, couldn't see his rejection underneath his life. Old tape ejected, side B never was, side A stuck on pause, won't leave just cause. Syllable slapped, verbal rapes, gave birth to depression. Words cut through with ease on her heart, their impression. No thank you or please. Adjective fights, much aggression, her mind and soul grieves. At respects, funerals, procession, another noun sodomizing pain right through it. Script, 
what her heart said, hurt, rage, lose it. Her words he never read, deep down she knew it. Told her that he loved her, her voice won't use it. He told her she ain't shit, self-esteem dying, made love to her last night, fake kisses and lying. Prayed to make it right, she promised him she's trying. Stains on fingertips fall in tears, left trying. But the question marks the answer on the brink of emotional death when she can't remember smiles but knows the last time she wept. With her sanity on trial, her confidence gone by the death. How can she leave when she won't accept what's left? And that's by Aisha. She is fabulous, you guys. She's an African-American poet. Google her, A-I-E-S-H-A, and check out her stuff. It is deep. It makes me very sad. It, it warms my heart at the same time. That was deep. That was beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, man. Uh, check that out, y'all. Good job, babe. Now, today's listeners' questions and comments, thoughts, everything that you're thinking through on a plate and sent it in, starting out with, uh, how do you know <laughs> when to make your girl your wife? This is Joe in the ATL. And uh, that's a good question, Joe. It, that we is that's, that's a feeling that you have in your gut, and you got to just know it. I can't say because a lot of the times you might think that it's the right time, but for whatever reason, you're not acting on it. So it is the right time. But when you know it, you know it, and then you just got to go for it. And that's uh, like you got to live and love and learn. That's beautiful right there. And I, I have to say, I'm not a man, but I would know when it's time to make my uh, wife, my wife, because I would have spent time with her and got to know her. So I know you didn't ask me, but I just wanted to add that little bit in there. Next, we got D and J. How do you guys keep it spicy in your marriage? You want to answer that, babe, or you want me? Uh, just spicy? Yeah, I'm going to tell y'all because I see my husband feeling a little bit like, uh, you know, okay. I would say just by being respectful, just, you know, understanding what his needs are as far as, you know, he likes certain food, um, what? He likes Epsom salt for his baths. He likes to be left alone when he's watching the game, ladies. Don't talk to your man when he's watching. No, just playing. Actually, I get right in his face. We be talking about the game. If you learn it, then you can ask competent questions. Otherwise, if you ask questions that they don't want to know, they might trip a little bit. And I just say respecting what they like and love and, and just trying to cater to that. And also, at the same time, um, you know, you got to get your respect, too, and keeping it sweet. I would say spicy, and I think when you say spicy, you're meaning how do you keep that love? You, a lot of the stuff that you liked and you did when you met each other and you have fun, you kind of got to keep on going that. You're going to evolve and do other stuff, too, but you got to have fun with it at the same time. So I would say spicy equals You know fun. what you want to know. You want to know if the sex is good. Let's keep it real. Anyway. <laughs> that, that's going to be next up question, to you. Next question. Okay. Doug, your favorite thing Jackie wears and Jackie, yours, Doug wears is? Um, I would say my favorite thing that my husband wears is he wore the other night we had this event our daughter had, and he wore these black jeans, and they got these studs on the back pocket. They're super slick. And this black vest that he, he designed himself, you guys, so keep your eyes and ears open because I'm telling you, it's crazy, the stuff that he's doing right now. And I'm not going to tell you anything in the history of it, but I'm going to let him do that. But it's a beautiful black ensemble, and I like when, when it's black and everything. And he had a black shirt on with it and a black boot. It was just fly. So I like when he wears black jeans. And I would have to say for my wife, she has this caramely birthday suit you can't really oh my guys your favorite romantic spot in los angeles is where <laughs> oh man someplace high 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 looking out and enjoying the, everything from the pacific la life and i would say my most favorite spot in los angeles has got to be inside of the room or hotel watching movies. That would have to be the most romantic spot for me because I'm not really a partier, so, you know, it's a little different for me. But we got Bilal, and he's going to introduce the next segment because I think we got the whiz on the line. So we're going to jump right on in the sports, y'all. That's right, in 543. We're not even counting. Whistle, are you there? Are you local? Are you national? Are you where you at? Regional? I am local. 
There you go. It's always local. Well, starting out with we know you had a fantastic week four in the NFL. Week five is hot. It's coming up. We got some bye games. We got a lot of teams. We got some great matchups. Uh, I believe uh, Monday Night Football lived up to everything that it needed to be last week with Brett Favre against the Green Bay Packers. But let's start it off. WNBA, do you give credit to the Phoenix Mercury coming back down 2-1, winning three games to two? What do you say about that? Obviously, uh, you got to give them a lot of credit. And uh, that's a really, really a gutsy group of girls. They really, uh, you know, basically they came out and they, and they conquered. And uh, you got to give them a lot of credit to Diana Taurasi. She's uh, pretty hot with the with the pill in her hand. She's uh, she's pretty sick with it. So uh, hey, the best team won. No question about it. Well, Major League Baseball is down to the final eight. Yanks are up two games to love in Minnesota. The Angels and Red Sox are battling. The Dodgers, uh, they're looking to pull a sweep on the Cardinals, and I think they might have done it today. And the Phillies and the Rockies are battling. Whistle, out of those eight, give me your final one. I don't even want a final two. Who do you think is going to run away with it? You know, I, I, I would like to say the Yanks. But, you know, I just really think that the Dodgers are playing well, and they're playing well without Manny. Now, obviously, yesterday it was huge to see A-Rod uh, contribute uh, after, you know, uh, you know a lackluster uh, uh, postseason performance, and they've been kind of ridiculing him about that one. But uh, he really has been contributing uh, the past uh, couple games that they've had. But I just think that the Dodgers are super dangerous. If, if, if Manny can, uh, can find his bat and – and can get things swinging again, I think they're going to be really tough to beat. I would have to agree with you. And, and you know, one thing that the Dodgers are real deadly because if they do play the Yankees, you have a skipper over there in uh, Mr. Torrey who knows the the Yankees inside and out, and you can look for some tricks. You can look for some things that he could pull. That would be one heck of a series. So we're going to stay in tune as the ALDS, NLDS continues. But week it does, five. And also they, uh, they get to swing free white towels, so that can make it difficult for any team <laughs> that comes in to play. <laughs> you saw that, huh? Man, I, I don't. What, I'm not even gonna get into the white towel thing. That was kind of. I, I don't know. Everybody swinging white towels. Hey, you dropped the ball. Whatever. First time in 164 innings. You got it going on, man. Well, week five, Wizzle. I'm gonna start it right out with one team that probably a lot of people didn't expect to be three and one. That would be the Cincinnati Bengals. They are at the Baltimore Ravens, who could have been four and zero, oh, but they are three and one. Uh, one heck of a ball game here. Who do you see coming out? Uh, obviously, since he's been playing well, they could be a, a three and one team, and uh, you know, a three and zero team as well too. But I just really think that Baltimore and Mr. Joe Flacco will be hot. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are giving Flacco his credit that he deserves. Uh, hey, he's actually the, one of the top five quarterbacks right now. So uh, I think Baltimore gets denied at home. I agree with you there. Uh, Cleveland 0-4 facing Buffalo and uh, angry T.O. at 1-3. And And I say angry because the man loves to win. Who do you got in this one? You know, that's amazing, uh, just the way that a turn takes. Uh, Cleveland, obviously, uh, I think they're going to play a little bit better ball. Uh, Maybe uh, they got rid of a disturbance, and and that's, you know, hey, you'll you'll find that out later. But I just think that T.O. is, is is really really bundled up. I think he's going to explode. Uh, I, I hope that he can uh, can deal and, and can go ahead and get a win because uh, you know he doesn't even have 17 catches and we're we're talking about something unheard of. I don't know what's going on up there, but uh, I hope they get a win and that winning cures all. No question about it. Uh, Washington Redskins two and two spent a lot of money in the off season. They are facing those Carolina Panthers who are. Oh, and three, that is kind of scary. Who do you got in this one? You know, Jim Zorn's, uh, has, he's been riding a tough wave, but uh, I just think that uh, really uh, Washington is a, is a is probably a better team right now than Carolina. It doesn't say that uh, Carolina hasn't been playing a, a decent level, a decent brand of football, but I think that Washington has just enough talent to get it done, and I, I think that they play a little bit uh, more at a steady rate. So I'm going with Washington and I'm upset. 
Well, in one game that I really think this is good for the Pittsburgh Steelers being 2-2, two and two, coming off of a Super Bowl win, uh, they are they are at the Lions, who are one and three, and uh, for a lot of teams in the NFL, I think Pittsburgh not playing well right now is not a good thing. You're gonna have to watch them because that's one hell of a coach, and he'll get them together. Pittsburgh at the Lions, who do you got in that one? I have got to go with uh, Pittsburgh in this one, and uh, exactly for the reasons you said, uh, Mr. Tomlin is a no nonsense guy, and I'm sure that uh, he's uh, chewing somebody a new one if they don't. Uh, you know, hold yourself accountable and, and, and perform at a high level and do their job and it's what they're paid to do. So uh, I'm picking Pittsburgh. I think they'll handle their business and start to find their stride again. Well, a scary game for the Dallas Cowboys. They are going to Arrowhead Stadium to face the Kansas City Chiefs that are 0-4. Who do you got there? I am going with the Cowboys. I think that uh, they've obviously off- offensively have too much and they have too much pride. Uh, and They're not playing at home, so they got a better chance of winning. Well, the Oakland Raiders are one and three, and they are going to the Meadowland to face the Giants, who are four and zero. Oh, but maybe minus Eli Manning with plantar fasciitis. Who do you take in this one? I am still taking the Giants. Uh, I don't know who their backup is offhand, but I'm sure he's a professional, and he's probably a little bit better than Jamarcus Russell right now. And uh, so I, I'm going with the Giants at home. We're not going to take shots at people, but uh, the Giants. No question. There's too many 0-14s. Here's another one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they are going to face Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb, and the Eagles. Who do you got there? You know, this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, on paper, and you would say you would say Philly easy, easily, but, you know, Tampa Bay's been playing at a high level. Uh, they've got a, a good a young coach who's, who's really uh, implementing uh, the same type of strategies as Mike Singletary. they got a a good, uh, young, healthy trio of quarterbacks, all brothers too. So you might have to, you guys got to be on the lookout for that. And they're very physical. Uh, they won't have enough to beat Philly, but it's going to be a very good game. And I think it'll be somewhat of a coming out party for Tampa Bay because they're a pretty good team. But Philly's going to win that one. You guys hear that right there? Wizzle said, "Stay tuned for Tampa Bay. They could be making a resurgence and uh, make the year uh, somewhat interesting." Minnesota has got a lot going on in the Twin Cities, from the epic game with the Tigers to Brett Favre Monday night. But they are at St. Louis, who is zero and four. What do you got there? Uh, obviously, I'm going with Minnesota. Uh, I know that St. Louis is obviously going through a lot of problems and. Uh, and with ownership, they're trying to sell the team. Rush Limbaugh, there's a lot of news going on with those guys. The bright spot they have is uh, Steven Jackson of 367 yards, uh, which is fourth in the league right now, which is, isn't bad. But uh, you got to go with Minnesota. That's just too much, and it's at a bad time. Rush Limbaugh, owner, I don't know. I'm not even going to comment on that one. With ATL, your man, Burner Turner, 2-1 and one at those 49ers, I don't know, 3-1, and one, ATL at 49ers, what do you do? This is going to be a good game. It's going to be a lot of something. But in the end of the day, uh, Frisco is missing uh, Mr. Gore, and I think that really, really is going to hurt him. Uh, it, 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 it really throws him off balance a bit. Uh, I'm happy they signed Crabtree. They'll be able to really, really use him in the future, but only if they have Gore. So I'm going with ATL in that one uh, to put up numbers that, 49ers cannot match. Woo, up. There's an upset, everybody. The Houston Texans are 2-2 two and two versus those Cardinals at 1-2 and two after a Super Bowl loss. A lot of teams don't fare well. Uh, does Arizona beat the Texans at home? You know, Arizona hasn't been looking well, but uh, obviously they're at home. Uh, some home cooking obviously should help out a little bit, I would think. And I'm going to give them a nod. I think that Arizona should try to – straighten up their, 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 their ship a little bit and try to get it rolling. So I'm going with Arizona for the win at home. There it is. Uh, those, uh, they need to throw the ball out into the flat, let those guys catch and run, throw it up, and let, they, they have two bitter receivers. I agree with you, Wizzle. New England, 3-1. and one. Tom Brady is making a comeback, looking a little better in the pocket. They are at Denver, who is playing fantastic football right now. Can Denver make it 5-0? and oh? Uh, they obviously have a huge chance. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, New England has been playing pretty well. Uh, obviously, they got the know-how. And I just think that uh, Mr. Brady will come in and they'll, 
They'll they'll find a way to get it done. So I'm going with New England in this one. But that that is definitely going to be one of the highlight games of the week. Yes, and it might be a little snow in New England. So uh, luckily they come from snow, so that's not going to scare them. But that should be one heck of a ball game. Now the Jacksonville Jags are two and two. They are coming to the town, the two oh six, to face the Seahawks. Can uh, the Hawks? head back towards that 500 number that they are trying to get to before their bye week? You know, uh, I, they definitely have action at it. Uh, you know, Jacksonville is, is right spot in Maurice Jones' crew. But I just really think that the Seahawks are edging closer to a win. Uh, Hushman Zada uh, uh, has been looking pretty good along with Nate Burleson. So uh, I think Seattle is going to find a way to and, and try to get healthy in their bye week. Well, one team that is playing incredible football in a quarterback, that would be Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts, 4-0. and They are at the Tennessee Titans, who are 0-4. We could see a Vince Young sighting, Wizzle. Who do you got in this one, and do we see a Vince Young sighting? I possibly see Vince Young, but I, I just think that uh, basically it's coming down to uh, a player or two that has been making or breaking uh, Tennessee. Obviously, uh, Indianapolis, the Colts are, uh, are really, really tough. Peyton Manning is probably the best quarterback in the league at, at right now in terms of uh, passing and his accuracy. Uh, and obviously, he has uh, two receivers that are in the top five, too, so that obviously sells well and bids well for Indianapolis. But I just think that Tennessee uh, has a good chance to, to try to get some things going, and they, I think they have a chance to get a win. So, uh, my instincts told me Tennessee. I'm gonna stick with them. Uh, Chris Johnson's the leading rusher right now, and I, uh, you're coming into a, a Indianapolis Colts team that is uh, that that has problems with the run. So I think that uh, maybe Tennessee can sneak one out. Come on, Vin Kim, baby, come on. <laughs> I'm going with Indy in that one now. Uh, the Jets, Mr. Sanchez, he gets his first loss in the NFL. He's Monday night. Miami one and three. This should be a good game. Who do you got in this one? Uh, this should be a, a good game. With a, who do you got? It's going to be a, obviously a good game, but I think it's going to produce the second and the first time Mr. Sanchez has back-to-back losses. Uh, I just think that uh, Miami uh, has been really, really uh, uh, basically controlling games and, 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 and imposing their will on their opponents with the rushing attack uh, and the variety of, of, of offensive uh, formations that they have. And I, also – uh, with Mr. Ted Ginn back there. So, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be tough, but I think Miami's going to get one. They're at home and they're due. There you go. Well, we got some bye weekers Chicago, Green Bay, San Diego, and New Orleans. Who's going to fare the best on this bye week? Well, obviously, a bye week is, uh, is a good week for everybody. Uh, but uh, I'm thinking probably Green Bay. They need to really go back to the, the, the drawing board and, and work some things out because. Uh, Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has been getting assaulted from the quarterback position in terms of uh, getting sacked and wearing other people's jerseys. So they got to sure up their protection. But otherwise, they got a, a pretty good team and, and a pretty dangerous team in, in a tough division. So I think it probably uh, bids the West, it bids the most uh, for the Packers. I would have to agree with you. New Orleans is playing fantastic football, but. Uh, I think it's time that he, uh, the quarterback up there in Green Bay, Mr. Rogers, takes his offensive line out and feeds them real well because it's not nice to be on your back in someone else's jersey. Whistle was always uh, into the world of sports. We appreciate your insight and everything that you're bringing to the table. We appreciate it. Until next week, we will see you same time, same station. That's the whistle. Show your corner store some love. Get yourself a 40, three weeks. And a burrito. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you guys, you know what? We're kicking it in Southern California. I'm sorry. You know, he always says something, but that's his little twang that he makes sure he adds to the show. Tune in next Saturday at 9 p.m. because we got other things going on during the day, so we can't do it at 5. Until then, friends, take care. Peace. Let's get it on. Let's love, baby. Let's get it on. Sugar, let's get it on.